Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam Harris. I'm Kim Montague. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what? All right, Kim, we were talking and you were telling me the story about your, your boys. And I was like, stop, stop. Don't tell me anymore. We're going to put this on the podcast. So y'all, this is a little raw. I don't even know the <laughs> end of the story, but I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> okay. it's be a lot of fun. Kim, you have two boys. Yes. Um, go. All right. So Cooper, who's my younger um, in fifth grade, has been working on multiplication and division of fractions. Fun. And um, yeah, and so I've gotten to listen to him a little bit, and and he absolutely loves um, talking math with me. He's he's not super a fan of some math situations, but he will get a shower. I'm usually like yelling, "Get out of the shower!" And he will jump into my bed afterwards and say, "Let's talk math." And I, you know, <laughs> soak up every second of that. I think it might actually be a ploy to stay up late. Um, I mean, <laughs> but he gets me every time. <laughs> so, well, so you both enjoy it, so that works. Oh yeah, it's fine. So he is the one who will say, "Hey, is it math strat chat?" and um, loves like just thinking about things, especially if he hasn't had a chance to think of them before. So anyway, oh, so I'm I'm interrupt you really quick. Yeah. So so when y'all are on social media and you're looking at math strat chat, check out when Kim will post his strategy. Oh yeah, because like he's yeah. yeah he's the one that asked for it. He's like, yep. "Hey, it's tonight. It's Wednesday. Yes. Let's get on math strat chat, whatever." And then they'll post his strategy. So you can well, t- and if it's totally check if it it's uh, Thursday or Friday, and I haven't shown him, oh, whew, that's <laughs> he gets <laughs> <it> to you. <laughs> yeah. So um, come on, so, Kim, do math strat chat with your kid. What's wrong with you? No, I know. <laughs> um, so the other night we were um, talking about multiplication of fractions. And I said, and so sometimes, you know, I will give him like a mini problem string just to see, you know, what kind of relationships he can see. So I was giving him like one fifth times one eight and two fifth times one eight and four fifths times one eight and um, kind of cementing some of the language of um, one fifth of one eight and 
and just changing it up a little bit to see what he was messing with. But I realized that I hadn't had been giving him problems like uh, three fifths times three ninths. And he was at a place where he was um, kind of discovering some things. And um, can I pause you for just a second? I'm just getting a little mathy here. You're, we're assuming a lot of knowledge. So okay. you were doing some things with unit fractions. Yes. One fifth of one eighth. And so that the unit fractions, you were kind of like, what do you know? What are you thinking about with, with multiplication for unit fractions? Yeah. And you realized that you just hadn't had fun yet with him doing something with non-unit fractions. Yes. Where there's yes. uh, not that a one, yeah, not a one, night. yeah, not a one in the numerator, but yes. some other, other numbers in the numerator. So, yes. okay. Sorry to interrupt. Right. No, sorry. No, sorry. Don't lose your train of thought. So he was also at a place where he was starting to say, wait a minute, I'm noticing something. You can just multiply the numerators and then multiply the denominators. And I was like, oh, you think that's true? And and he went back and looked at a couple of the problem string that we had done. And he said, yeah, I think that's true. And I said, okay, so let me give you this other problem. And the problem that it gave him was three fifths times three ninths. And I said, what do you random. think? I know, random. Random. Was that on purpose or, or was it like random? Um, It was actually a little random. A little <laughs> It was a little random. Um, like you just chose random numbers. You're like three fifths. Are well, three fifths had been in the previous problem. So I had the last problem I had given him was three fifths to, or uh, three fifths times one fifth. And so then I was like, oh, wait, let me give you one that is not doesn't have a unit fraction. And mm-hmm. so I literally used three fifths again and then was like, uh, let me go three ninths. Okay. And okay. so he says to me. I think that it's going to be nine forty fifths because if you multiply the numerators and multiply the denominators, you're going to get nine forty fifths. And I said, okay, so like, let's talk about what you know and see if that's true. And he said, well, I'm not really sure, but I know what one fifth times one ninth is. Because I've, he's had a lot of experience with two unit fractions. So I know one fifth of one ninth is one forty fifth. And I said, okay. And he and, said, and do you mind if I pause for just a second? Yeah. Sorry. Because that experience he's had, he could think about a ninth of something and then say to himself, if I'm going to cut that one ninth yes. into five chunks, yep. it's as if I'm cutting the whole into those five chunks as well the, the, that were cut into ninths. And now mm-hmm. I have 45 total mm-hmm. pieces, and but I only need one of them. That's one forty-fifth. Yeah, he, sorry. he okay. literally pictures a ninth of something and then a fifth of that piece. Yeah. Nice. And so he knows that a fifth of a ninth is one forty-fifth. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. And so I, I'm recording on a piece of paper as he's talking out loud. And so I wrote a fifth times a ninth equals one forty-fifth. And then he said, oh, wait. And at this point, I'll, I'll pause because I have another son um, who's um, <laughs> three years older and he hopped out of the shower and like came and jumped on the bed and he's like, oh, I want to see what y'all are doing. And I said, do not say a word. You may not speak. You may we listen. We should start calling this pajama math. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, and, and I said, do not. You can listen and you can, um, but don't say a word. Let him think. And he said, okay, I got it. And so- Cooper had just figured one fifth times one ninth. And then he said, wait, 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 I can do three fifths of a ninth. And that's three forty fifths. And so I wrote um, times three on the, from to get him from one fifth times three fifths. And then from 
one fifth, I'm sorry, one forty fifth to three forty fifths. I had written times three. And he said, yeah, exactly that. And so then I said, okay, so now, you know, three fifths times one ninth is three forty fifths. So how does that help you solve three fifths times three ninths? And he said, oh, I can just scale again. And he, he said scale because we've used that language before when he's done stuff on a ratio table. Mm-hmm. So then he said, so that means that three fifths of three ninths is nine forty fifths, which is what he had predicted. And I said, okay. Brilliant, Brilliant reasoning. Yeah, Woo! absolutely. And I love that he was willing to, to, to think through like what made sense to him. Because when he said, I think I can just multiply across, he, he's like, I'm, I'm not really sure. And that doesn't make any sense. And I can't picture that. And so I love that he's making some understanding about scaling up and like thinking about the unit fractions. So Luke, of course, says, can one. I talk now? <laughs> I said, <laughs> yes, what? And he said, well, the problem was three fifths times three ninths. And that's really just three fifths times a third. And I immediately was like, uh, okay. And, and he said, and that's the same as one third times three fifths or a third of three fifths. And that's just a fifth. <laughs> I was like, because one third of three anythings, yeah. one third of three things is one of those things. And we're dealing with fifths. So one third of three fifths is one fifth, which yeah. is equivalent to nine forty fifths. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. That is so amazing. I love it. They're a mess. You know, you could have said that the older kid came in and said, dude, just multiply straight across. Mm-hmm, it's a rule. Mm-hmm, like you could mm-hmm, have said that. Mm-hmm. But you have this atmosphere in your house where yep. your kids are like, no, like we're reasoning about stuff. And and he looked at that problem, was able to see three nights as one third. And you could sort of think about a third of three anything's. Yep. Nice. That's such a cool problem. Yeah. Hey, so we actually maybe should have, um, at the beginning of this podcast, we might should have said three fifths times three ninths. Think about that. Solve the problem. Use relationships, audience, like listeners, and then told you what her boys did. That would be actually more in line with what we suggest you do in your classrooms. Um, so what we don't believe is that we just say, Hey, here's what kids did. And isn't that, or here's what someone else did. Isn't that cool? Um, we actually like to have you solve the problem first Mm -hmm. before we sort of tell you other strategies. So, Mm -hmm. so a little miss on that. Sorry. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll teach you non-example today. Um, however, now, well, actually, Kim, did you want to say anything else about your, that was cool. That's, That's it. So, so then let's do it right this time. So, Let's give you another problem that, that we're going to invite y'all to play with. Like be Luke and Cooper and play with these numbers. And how can you reason through, ready? Here's a problem, problem for you to think about. What is three-fourths times two-fifths? Three-fourths of two-fifths. Pause the podcast. Work on that. How can you think about three-fourths of two-fifths and then come on back and we'll share a couple strategies. Well, can I, can I jump in for just a second? Because oh, before we you pause. Some, wait, before we, we pause. We have some listeners who, who know some rules, right? Like mm-hmm. know some things mm-hmm. to do. And so, and so you're asking like, what are the relationships you can figure out? Not just what's the answer. Here. I mean, Luke knew rules, but yeah. he, he reasoned through it. So yeah, we're not, we're not interested in an answer. It's not about answer getting. And if you're confused on that, listen to last week's podcast. What episode would that be? 87, 88. Mm. I don't remember. 
listen to last the last uh, podcast episode where we talk about is it about answer getting or about building relationships and what we're what yeah Kim's right build relationships or use relationships to solve that problem all right and come back <laughs> okay so hopefully you pause the podcast and now we're going to share a couple of strategies of three fourths of two fifths or three fourths times two fifths Kim who's going first you can go how, how many how many are we gonna share um I don't know. I don't know how much time do we have. I'll, I'll share my favorite one. You share your favorite one. Maybe, maybe right. we'll hope they're not the same. Well, you start then. Okay. Okay. So I love, 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 love this problem. It works fantastically for this idea of swapping that I love so much because this problem is multiplicative in nature, right? So I love to think about three fourths times two fifths. And actually I like to think about that as two fourths times three-fifths. So because you can think about um, three one-fourths and two one-fifths, and I like to swap the numerators. But using the associative property, mm-hmm. you're reassociating in multiplication. Uh-huh. Yep. So I think about two-fourths times three-fifths, which is the same as a half times three-fifths or a half of three-fifths. And so then a half of three-fifths is three tenths. How do you know that? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so three fifths, then if I cut those fifths in half, how do I know three fifths? Half of those are three tenths. I mean, I liked where you were going. Yeah, so if I'm picturing three one fifths and I cut those fifths in half, then I only have three tenths. Yeah, because each each half of that fifth is a tenth. Yeah. yeah. And you have three of those half uh-huh. fifths. <laughs> half a fifth is three tenths. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, another way to think of one half of three fifths getting three tenths is that you could think about a half of three is one and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could have one and a half tenths. And one and a half tenths is equivalent to, sorry, one and a half fifths, my bad. One and a half fifths, because I'm, I'm thinking about a half yeah. of one and three and a half anythings. Fifths. A half yep. of three anythings is one and a half. So a half of three fifths is one and a half fifths, mm-hmm. and one and a half fifths is equivalent to three tenths. That'd be mm-hmm. another way to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I was not thinking you were going to use that strategy, y'all. I have given Kim this problem before, and that is not the strategy I thought she was going to use because oh, I wrote a different one. That's okay. So I'm going to do my favorite strategy, and then I'm going to tell you what I thought Kim was going to say because I've heard her say it. But hey, that, that is a, a, a symptom, a sign of a mathematician. Could they symptom. use the relationships? What? A symptom. A symptom. So no. They use relationships that are on the top of their head that yep. day. Like mm-hmm. what, what they're thinking about that day, that sort of, oh, I'm going to use what pings for me. Okay. So my favorite strategy today for this problem is to think about three-fourths of two-fifths as three-fourths of two anythings. So if I'm just going to think about three-fourths of two fifths. I'm going to sort of ignore the fifths for a minute and just think about three-fourths of two. I can think about a half of two. A half of two is one and a half of that is a half. So three-fourths of two is one and a half. Is that right? One and a half. And that's a different way of getting three-fourths of two fifths is one and a half fifths. Mm-hmm. And I'm back to one and a half fifths, which is equivalent to three tenths. Um, I like yours as well. Can I tell you that I got a little distracted <laughs> for a second? Because I was like, 
man, I wonder what I've done before. And then I realized what I probably did. And I got a little sad because it was what I didn't share. <laughs> because I think I know what I would have said before. And it, you're true. It's true. I like this strategy. Well, so so why don't I let you share that then? Okay. Since, since you're sad that I was about to share. No, Kim, I'm not sad Kim, you share. You... I'm sad I didn't say it. <laughs> oh my word! So All right, those. Kim, you're on. What, okay, what is so, your what is your now favorite strategy? Okay, my now favorite is to think about it in terms of um, money or percents. Mm-hmm. So three fourths of two fifths, I would think about as seventy five percent of. 40 cents. We better say that again. Yeah. So three fourths of two fifths is the same as 75% of 40 cents. It's equivalent to 75% of 40 cents. Yeah. And so two fifths is 40 cents. Uh Yeah. So 75% of 40 cents is just 30 cents, which is three tenths. And you're right. I love that one a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that one's so cool. I think the first time I ever heard you say that, I was like, wait, where'd the 0.4 come from? And you're like, two fifths. And it was like, oh, that's right. Because one fifth is 0.2. And so two, like 20 cents. And so two of those, five. now I own that. Like now, but I think the first time I ever heard you say this, two fifths was not 0.4 to me. It wasn't just bam, 40 cents. So I'm kind of happy that now it is. It kind of makes right. me like excited. Yeah. yeah. And I think you could have thought about your strategy as one fourth of 40 cents instead of 75% of 40 cents. I thought, thought about wait, wait, one three, fourth three of four. Fourths. Oh, sorry. Well, sorry, but one fourth of 40 cents and then find three of those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so you went straight to 75%, but you could mm-hmm. have found 25% and then tripled that or found mm-hmm. one fourth of 40 cents. And mm-hmm. then, so three of those one fourths is 30 cents. That might be, if somebody's never thought about it, that might be sort of a helpful relationship to think about. All right, y'all. So playing with fraction multiplication can be fun whether you're in your pajamas or not. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to have more problems like this, we do problems like this that are rich, at least most of them, uh, on Math Strat Chat. So we do Math Strat Chat on Wednesday evenings and social media uh, here in the United States uh, around 7.45 Central Time. It's not always, you know, kind of depends on what I'm doing. Um, But we throw out a question to the world and I try to write math questions that are rich enough that Kim can have a favorite strategy and I can have a favorite strategy. And there's, there's multiple ways, really slick, cool ways of using relationships to figure those out. So if you're interested to hear how, or see how people around the world are figuring these rich problems, uh, join us in Math Strat Chat Wednesday evenings uh, on social media. We do Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, and it's hashtag Math Strat chat as math strategy chat. That's what it stands for. Math strat chat. We'd love to have you join in. My favorite way for you to join is for you to read the question, solve it with your favorite relationship, type that out. Now we have a couple people. It's super cool. Uh, Mark, I don't know how to say your last name, Mark. Mark N will always do several strategies. Uh, oh, I wasn't planning to say these names. It's now it's not coming to me. Who's my friend in T cubed? What's her name? Mm. Okay, I totally know your name and I'm blowing it right now. Huh? We'll always she will always put in at least three strategies. Um and often she writes them on paper and takes a picture. Brilliant. Like I love it when we have uh your first sort of go at it. And then even better, the two of them and more, more who will join in, will then look at other people's strategies and then we'll say, Oh, I love how you did this, or oh, that was so cool how you were able to use this relationship, or or sometimes Whoa, that was even better than what I did. And so it's totally fun when people join in uh, Math Strat Chat by 
solving it first your way and, and throwing that out there and then giving us uh, going into other people's strategies and commenting on those. And that just makes the, the conversation even more fun. However, if you want, you could just lurk. You just you know, head on in there and see what other people are doing. And uh, that's totally, totally fine and totally fun. Uh, so we would just invite you to join us on Math Strat Chat for fun strategy conversations. So if you want to learn more math and refine your mathematics teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is Figureoutable movement and help us spread the word that math is figureoutable. And her name is Karen. It's Karen. I remembered. It's Karen. <laughs> Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.